Welcome to Classroom Success 101 Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Roos, the Hardcore Behaviorist, and I'm here to help you overcome those problems you're experiencing every day. You're listening to a master audio class, so put your positive thinking caps on and get ready for another lesson on how to achieve greatness within your classroom. For show notes, make sure you check out our website at hardcorebehaviors.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, make sure you check out our Hardcore Behaviors Teacher Pay Teacher Store for our helpful digital downloads. And join our Facebook group, Educators United, to help education continue to thrive during these tough times we are facing when schools are closed throughout the country due to the coronavirus. By joining Educators United, we encourage you to upload free online educational resources to help educate our students from a distance. Welcome to another episode of Classroom Success 101. I'm your host, Josh Roos, the Hardcore Behaviorist. And today we will be talking about power struggles. So power struggles are one of those things that you can find yourself getting involved in within your classroom, especially when, you know, you might be having a rough day or you have students in the classroom uh, that are not following directions after you've told them a thousand times and you are to the point where you're ready to just start yelling at them and, you know, hoping anything in your arsenal of interventions will work. Well, you know, the thing with the power struggle is I've been there, done that probably more times than I should have, but we've all been there and we've done it and we tried it. And for the most part, it seems like it just does not really work for us. Um, what ends up happening is you end up getting in a power struggle with a student, and that student starts, you know, back talking and being very disrespectful. Then other kids in the classroom laugh. And it just becomes something that um, you're never really going to win that battle, okay? Um, one of the quickest things that you can do as a teacher is to understand that you are in a power struggle, okay? You need to take some deep breaths because as soon as you start getting into a power struggle, what we end up doing is we end up going into that fight, flight, or freeze mode, um, and we are really not thinking clearly enough when it comes to de-escalating the situation. You know, one of the things that I teach um, some of the educators that go through uh, my program of, um, you know, crisis intervention is to understand that when you start getting upset and you start yelling and the student is basically 
escalating as well. You're really not doing yourself any favors or you're not doing any favors for whoever has to come in and de-escalate that situation. Okay, in the end, um, you really need to understand what are you getting in a power struggle with? Some of the things that you can easily slip into getting in a power struggle with, and I know I have in the past, was like tapping on the, the, the desk, um, you know, the kid's not doing the work, um, you know, kid throwing paper or maybe some spitballs across the room. It's so easy to find yourself yelling and, and, and uh, you know, telling this student that they need to follow the directives. And you start getting mad and frustrated and upset. And I guess you, what I want to tell you that I feel like whenever I've been in power struggles before is you go in like this freak out mode where it's like you start thinking, well, what if somebody walks in? And, uh, well, you know, they, they can't see me struggling like this. And, and I think, you know, I just know from my perspective, it, you, you start feeling like you don't have control of the class. And it's one of those things that you feel like you should have control of the class. But whenever it strikes up, um, it, it's something that you need to be aware of. And it's something that, you know, maybe sometimes you just need to, like, move on. Uh, from the, the, the power struggle, getting involved with it. You know, some kids just like to sit there and try to get under your skin. And what I found useful is that when it does occur, then, you know, sometimes you just need to take a deep breath, stop, and just remind students of the uh, expectations and then... Um, move on to what you were currently talking about or what the lesson of the day is and start reinforcing those kids that are showing good behaviors. Okay. So one of the things that a power struggle um, can really do for you and the student is that the student might be looking for that power struggle. All right. Um, that's, that's something that that student, um, likes to do. And I can tell you, I can tell you from experience that that's probably not the first power struggle that student has been in. Um, you know, that, that student has probably, uh, been in some power struggles with teachers in the past or, you know, especially for you, uh, secondary teachers that, that student might have gotten that power struggle probably in some of the periods, the class periods before you. So, you know, it's not new to that student. That student's probably trying to seek, a, a, you know, student attention out, may think he's funny or she's funny. And, you know, ultimately at the end is trying to control you. And it, it's it's one of those things that as soon as that student sees that they can do that, then they won that battle. And so you have to get to the point where um, you got to be able to control that situation, know you're entering into a power struggle, and you need to start talking calmly and, and, and 
you know, tell the student this is what they need to do and move on from it. Okay. So if you have a student that um, is continuing to do this and is starting to get behind on things, you know, one of the things you need to understand is that this student may not be a tier one um, student, which a tier one is part of the PBIS uh, three tier system. You got tier one, which is 80 80 percent of your students to 85 um, tier two is, um, you know, that maybe 10 percent of your students and that tier three is maybe about five percent of them students so you know if you're dealing with a student that's constantly uh you know having behavior problems and they're constantly looking to get into power struggles um they they're a student that um you know been they, they've been to iss multiple times they've been to um out of school suspension or possible possibly the the alternative school you know, you, you, you might want to start looking at um, if there has been any RTI interventions um, provided for this student, um, especially when you're trying to see this behavior or you're seeing this behavior every day. Um, it, you know, it, it's probably going to go beyond what your typical um, classroom management strategies strategies are going to be able to do. Um, yes, for for the most part, your classroom strategies should be able to de-escalate um, and be able to manage um, behavior problems within your classroom. But again, you know, it goes to the fact that um, you got to look at behavior from like the academic perspective. If the student is struggling and showing out, and having several different behaviors, then you got to understand that, that that student has skill deficits. And those are skills that need to be taught. And those may be skills that need to be taught in more of a, you know, uh, a, a different setting. Maybe they're getting some kind of social skill cl uh, training. Um, so there, there may be more to it than just, just, uh, you know what you think um so i can tell you right now you know it, it is one of those things that you got to look at there are ways to be able to handle a power struggle one of the the best um advices you can um understand when a power struggle occurs is to not um you know get too involved into it where you're yelling and that student that's basically one. Um, you know, one thing that I always like to tell people is there's a uh, good book out there um, by, uh, I can't think of his name, but uh, the book is um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And one of the things that he talked about within his book is that, you know, um, you can you can sit here and, and debate with people and argue with people and, um, you know, try to get the last word and, and try to say you're right on every little thing and, 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 you know, really, um, get all upset and, and claim that you're right. But in the end you may be right, but you still lost that battle. So, um, you still broke maybe, 
you, you uh, tore some, um, you know, some relationship building there. And in the end, you know, power struggles are something that you definitely, definitely need to stay away from as much as possible. Like I said before, if you are having trouble with these targeted students, and this is a behavior every day, um, my next step that I would advise you to do is to start looking at RTI, you know, and if you don't know what your RTI system is, um, ask another teacher, ask a principal, um, ask a behavior specialist or a behavior person on your campus, um, start looking into that because um, that's that's starting to become a targeted student that's going to need more intervention. So um, I can tell you right now, you know, one of the things that I can I can um, let you know that I like today. I mean, I have a class right now that um, I believe I have probably nine students in there that need some kind of behavior interventions. Um, that I would say that are above a tier one um, intervention. And it's it's kind of interesting because now I get the experience from a classroom perspective of some of these students that as when I was a working just solely as a behavior specialist, we would go in and, and we're looking for that type of student. And we're trying to... Um, you know, identify that student so that we can start the um, RTI process. So now that I actually get to experience it from, you know, a teacher perspective in the classroom, it's pretty interesting, um, you know, and, and I can, I, I see where it's so easy to get tied into that power struggle, but in the end, you know, you got to be able to de-escalate and, 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 and calm yourself down so that you can handle that power struggle appropriately and, and avoid a power struggle at all costs. Um, you know, one of the things that I also teach in the class when we're talking about de-escalation is that humans mirror each other. I'm going to tell you right now, if uh, just, just test this out in the field. And it's not, you know, I'm not saying test this out in your classroom, but where I'm t telling you to test it out is that the next time you talk to a teacher or the next time you are talking to uh, maybe your significant other or, or somebody, maybe you work with an administrator or, or, or somebody, um, start looking at their body, uh, body language. You know, if you are in a uh, intense conversation or you're really connecting, uh, start noticing and being aware of what are you doing within this conversation? You know, or do you got your do you got your arms crossed or do you got your legs crossed or are you leaning on something? Because if you're aware of your body language and then you start observing their body language and you feel like there's a good connection I'm going to tell you nine times out of 10, they are mirroring what your body language is doing. So for example, you know, if you got your hand or you're leaning up on the desk while you're talking and that other person is leaning up on their desk or on a desk and talking back to you, um, there's a, there's a 
connection there. You you are in a a positive connection of talking to each other and and you're mirroring each other's behavior. So this is what we talk about when we are looking at de-escalating behavior is that, you know, you got to understand that you are um, the person in control. So when you start yelling loud or you getting mad, that that person that you're talking to is going to start yelling right back at you. OK, humans, again, mirror each other's behavior. OK, so the one of the the best tools that I always tell teachers is that you need to go in with a calm voice. OK, a calm voice so that you're you are getting them um, calmed down and uh, trying to avoid that power struggle. OK, um, what was interesting is uh, I also a few years ago, I got the opportunity to go to um, a horse therapy class where um, they were basically, um, you know, I think that's big now. You have students that are struggling um, emotionally and you can, you can, they, they provide some kind of therapy with, with horses where these students go out and work with horses and one of the things that the instructors were telling us is like when you get into the the pen with a horse um your your heart is so magnetically connected um to that horse that that horse can 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 understand how you are feeling. So one of the, the activities we had to actually do is go into a horse pen and try to um, get this this horse to follow our directions of walking with us or um, coming towards us. And I'm going to tell you right now, that was like some of the toughest things that I've ever tried to do is because it was, you know, you're looking at trying to get this horse to comply with your directives and they're, they don't even speak the same language as you. A lot of it's based off body language and how you are feeling in the moment and knowing that, you know, your heart is such a magnetic force that, you know, if your heart is racing, then that horse is going to feel that. So this is just the, the, the power of of humans or or people around you um like especially in the the horse um pen is that people and 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 animals can have a sense of how you are feeling okay so i I know it's kind of out there um you know i i I didn't believe it at first I, i was thinking to myself i mean what is this stuff and for the people that are working within uh, that industry to provide horse therapy training to, awesome! It's some of the best stuff that I've seen. I really, um, I really um, recommend if you do get a chance to go to trainings like that, um, definitely go. It, it it actually gives you new 
material, new uh, golden nuggets. They're out there. Uh, after I've got, I, I took some of that training. You know, one of the things that uh, you always go into a meeting, and if you ever go in a meeting with a bunch of people, and it's like all of a sudden you got this sense of nervousness um or like this 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 uh eerie feeling um i always question knowing that that um a horse can feel where you're 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 coming from especially if your heart is such a magnetic force and i believe what they said it was like um it was like within a six foot radius that that horse can can sense how your heart is uh, working and if it's racing or how nervous you are. And so I always like every time, like every time I go into like a meeting or an art meeting, it's like you get this like instant nervous feeling and it can be, it can be a, like an easy art or, or an easy meeting, but it's like you sense somebody in there is nervous. And so like, you know, every time, every time since this training, it's like it, that that always comes back up into my head when I when I think of stuff like that. So to kind of end um, this session with power struggles, uh, let's just recap on a few things. Number one, avoid power struggles at all costs. You know, if that student if you need to talk to that student. Don't do it in front of all his peers. Um, it's just not going to work. You know, um, state the directive. Move on to your other students. Um, if you do have to recorrect that student, recorrect that student um, quietly, calmly. Um, you know, if worst case scenario, take them out in the hall and talk to them a little bit. Um, one of the things that I tend to do is uh, I don't I don't get mad at them. I just kind of redirect the conversation in the fact that, um, you know, it's not anybody in the classroom you're hurting. It's not me as a teacher that you're you're hurting. It's, uh, you know, it's the academics that you're not working on, you know, and in the end, it's it's you're 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 disrespecting yourself by not um, learning new material. Or, or, or coming to school to learn. And, you know, I do tell that student that, and again, that's just something that I tell the student, um, but also be aware that that student, you know, may be in a different mindset or a, a different emotional uh, mindset where that student's really thinking of something totally different. So um, there are multiple factors in, in looking at where these students are, but you know, today we are talking about power struggles and what my thing with a power struggle is avoid it, talk calmly, um, redirect and move on to your, your next, next kids within the class period. Um, also reinforce kids, you know, that might be a good time to start reinforcing, um, your, your kids that are showing expectations so that it, it actually, um, you know, keeps, that student from trying to do other things to get kids attentions um, because when you are reinforcing that good behavior kids are going to actually want um, to to participate 
and try to earn that reinforcement. So that might be a good time to do that. So today's message, just wanted to deliver that to you real quick. Um, you know, again, if, you know, if you like what you hear, we are on Apple uh, Podcasts. Leave us a review. Share this out to some of your teacher friends if uh, you like what you hear or you, you think some of your teacher friends need recommendations or they need to hear this um, podcast. The other thing with it is um, like us on Instagram, send me a direct message. Also, you know, if you are interested in being interviewed on one of these shows, reach out to me on Instagram. Um, I'm always l- loving to interview teachers and I would really like to talk to you about your experience within the classroom um, and, and get some of your your perspectives. Because, again, you know, there are so many educators out there that uh, there's some great advice and there are some tools that you are using within your classroom that are working and other teachers need to hear this. So um, if you have a topic area you want to talk about if you have some kind of intervention that is working for you, reach out, send me a direct message on Instagram, and I would love to connect with you to um, do a podcast show and, and talk specifically about um, some of the advice and tools and tricks that you have that teachers can do within their classroom to be successful. Other than that, y'all have an awesome, amazing day. And I will talk to you during the next podcast show. If you know someone who needs to hear this, share it with them. Send them a text message, a DM, an email. Put it on all your social media platforms and tag me at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, keep the five-star reviews coming over on iTunes. It helps teachers find the show so they get an opportunity to make the decision to grow as well. To a new year it's 2023 and like most of you you're probably coming back to a second semester trying to manage some of the behavior problems that you might be having um, I would say one of the biggest things that you can be doing at the start of the school year is reteaching um, going over your classroom management procedures, your expectations. Those are what you do at the start of the school year. Um, But as we come back into the new school year after a long break, it is always best to go back over your classroom management uh, program, whether you have your expectations, your classroom rules, um, whatever you have, that you utilize that helps you manage your classroom. You need, you definitely need to go back over that stuff. Um, you need to reteach those procedures, those routines throughout the school day. <clears throat> and you also need to probably increase some of the reinforcements that you are u- using uh, that is helping those desired behaviors come about within your classroom. Remember, when it comes to creating a positive classroom, one of the biggest things that we can utilize is a lot of verbal positive reinforcement that 
um, you know, reinstates that, hey, my teacher is actually looking for these these uh, behaviors that she expects me to show. So you, you will have your kids tend to um, show those desired behaviors. So my greatest advice for most teachers that are coming back for the 2023 is to utilize um, reinforcements and go back over your procedures. That's huge. Um, so one thing that I know most of you probably are might be dealing with is some of the severe behavior problems. Um, those are the problems that you might have in your classroom that take more than just your typical, um, you know, rules, procedures, reinforcements. These are students that that need more than your 80% of typical classroom management, school-wide management protocols. Uh, these are students that maybe they're in um, some of the intensive behavior programs because they, they, they are getting behavior supports. I would say as a teacher, um, you know, touch base with those those teachers that are working with these students, like your behavior support teachers, uh, you know, make sure that uh, you're providing a smoother transition into the back into the classroom. You got to remember these kids have been out for about two and a half weeks. Uh, it's probably been a lot of unstructured uh, situations for them. So, you know, they got to get back into the routines of being in school. So one of the biggest things as a gen ed teacher, if you have, you know, kids that receive behavior supports in the classroom, uh, definitely, definitely get back in touch with the behavior teacher so that you can make sure that everything is transitioning smoothly. I would also say check out those behavior intervention plans, um, relook at the functional behavior assessments. Uh, you know, I can tell you it's it's normal. You should be able to go on vacation and leave school at school. So, you know, don't hesitate to refresh yourself on some of these uh, behavior intervention plans that you're seeing. Um, got some big, exciting news. I am creating a um, training on decreasing, how to decrease behavior problems within your classroom and school-wide. I'll be putting that on the website probably in the next couple of days. Uh, one of the big key things is, is trying to get around to schools and present that and, and trying to deliver the resources teachers need in order to help their classroom management and overall help the uh, school environment and creating more of a positive environment for, for schools and kids. So be looking forward to that. I will be posting that soon. Um, one of the other key things that 
I am trying to eventually do is post more video content on my social media platforms. Uh, definitely check out my Instagrams um, and also trying to do more growth mindset posts uh, to really give you different perspectives from different teachers around the world on how they, you know, manage their classrooms or manage intensive behaviors. So on that note, um, you know, I wish everybody the best of luck when you're coming back into the school. I know right now you either probably started school or you're still kind of off or you might be um, in like professional development. I know for me, I started back with my kids uh, two days ago, so we are back in class uh, and ready to go. So um, just make sure that you're doing those routine checks, going through your typical classroom management procedures and making sure kids are you know, getting back used to the schedule and knowing what you expect in the classroom in order for them to be 